Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC Joy 99.7 FM, also on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi. There's a special edition of News Night where Ghana qualifies to next year's African Cup of Nations after beating the Central African Republic two goals to one. But we'll give you updates on what's happening around the world also and then also in Ghana on in terms of news um, for today here on News Night. So we dig in um, straight away and this evening at the NDC and four other political parties have sued the Electoral Commission over its decision to organize the upcoming limited voter registration exercise in the commission's district offices while the NDC and these other parties are asking the Supreme Court to order the EC to conduct the voter registration exercise at the electoral area in addition to the district offices. More from that rich shortly, but this suit comes on the back of mounting pressure on the EC to vary its plans. First, listen to former President John Mahama, who has been retweeting the NDC's demand in a public address. I wish to add my voice to those who have called on the EC to reconsider its decision to restrict the registration exercise to its district offices only. Acquiring a voter ID card affirms one's right to vote, and access to a voter ID card should be easy and not limited by location. Well, we've also been hearing from the Coalition of Domestic Election Observers, Codeo. Uh, they've also uh, been talking about and warning that a number of first-time voters could be disenfranchised if the registration process is not brought closer to the people. Listen to Albert Ahim. To them there. Um, you might say that there will not be many people, but remember we have had two years that we haven't registered people uh, who have just turned 18. So the number might go up a little. So I think the EC has to reconsider its decision. Of course, unless maybe the government is saying they would not have funds to give them so they could meet these demands. That some people might not turn up for the registration at all because I can't imagine somebody coming all the way from the Dwarf Island to Dunkokrum to have registration done. And they will not do it. 
That's the national coordinator of Kodeo, Albert Tahin. We've also been hearing from the NDP MP for Assam Plains North, uh, Betty Crossy Mensa, demanding that the Electoral Commission rescind the decision to hold uh, this particular registration exercise in his district's office. Well, according to the MP, so many potential voters in her constituency will be disenfranchised. Take a listen to her. Eligible voters, particularly women and children, whom I obviously represent, and young people who, who desire to enjoy their Article 42 rights will have to travel several kilometers by water and road to the Okokrum. For those who cannot make the journey to it in a day, they have to make arrangements for accommodation, not forgetting that people who do not possess the Ghana card will have to arrange and possibly travel with two guarantors to help them to register. Well, so that's the MP there at a press conference at Swamp Plains North MP, Betty Crossy Mensa. Well, my colleague on the Legal Affairs Desk, Kweku Asante, uh, joins us on the phone with details of this latest rift that we've been talking about, the NDC and other political parties. They've sued the Electoral Commission over that decision to organize the upcoming limited voter registration exercise in just the district's offices of the Electoral Commission. And Kweku, uh, give us details of this. What exactly are they seeking then? Hello, Kweku. Hello, Kweku Asante. It, it appears that uh, my colleague Kweku Asante is unable um, to hear me just yet, but uh, this is the latest uh, that we are getting. Uh, Kweku um, joins us again. Kweku, can you hear me? Hello. Hello, Kweku. Yes, I'm in part. Okay, so I'm asking for details of the rates. Well, it appears there's a, a difficulty there with that uh, particular connection. We'll try again uh, and reach my colleague on the legal affairs desk, Kweku um, Asante, uh, to walk us through uh, that particular uh, rate. And uh, the NDC and some other political parties, they've actually um, sued uh, the Electoral Commission over this particular matter, the decision of the Electoral Commission to just actually undertake uh, this exercise in just the district's offices of uh, the Electoral Commission. Uh, we'll try again. Uh, Kweku, I don't know if you can hear me now. Kweku, can you hear me? Okay. It doesn't look like uh, my colleague Kweku Asante um, can hear me. We'll rectify uh, the connection there uh, on this, but I will try and pull out that uh, particular writ uh, on this um, decision that has been taken by the various political parties on this. But I'm told that Kweku's connection is better now. Kweku, can you hear me? Hello. Yes, Kweku, can you hear me? MFR, can you hear me? I can hear you, Kweku. Walk us through the rates. Right. So according to this NDC rate that has been filed in the Supreme Court, together with four other political parties, Conventions People's Party, All People's Congress, Liberal Party of Ghana, the Great Consolidated People's Party, GCPP, the, these political parties are seeking to force the hands of the Electoral Commission to, as it were, decentralize the voting process. We, we understand, just as the Electoral Commission has confirmed, that is intent that this limited voter registration exercise will not be held at the electoral area level, but in its district offices across the country. The Electoral Commission has come under intense pressure from NDC, from Kodeo, among other stakeholders who have, who have all asked the EC to decentralize the process, but they have not agreed to do so, and the NDC have filed this. And if you look on the face of this rate, the NDC wants a declaration that upon a true and proper interpretation of Articles 42 and 45 of the 1992 Constitution, the Electoral Commission of Ghana 
shall designate registration centers that are suitable and accessible to every eligible Ghanaian who is desirous of exercising his or her constitutional right to be registered as a voter. If you go specifically to the orders, the NDC is seeking an order directed at the Electoral Commission of Ghana, the defendant hearing, to designate electoral areas in addition to its district offices as registration centers that are suitable and accessible to every Ghanaian who is desirous of exercising his constitutional right to be registered as a voter. Okay, that's my colleague, uh, Kwekwa Sante, giving us details of uh, that particular race. And the Electoral Commission still remains silent on this particular matter. We've still been working the lines to reach the Electoral Commission on this. Earlier, my colleague, Kwekwa Sante, reached them. And it doesn't look like there's a change in anything when it comes to where the district uh, limited registration exercises will be held, which is the district offices of the Electoral Commission. Also tonight, the Inspector General of Police has come under public backlash following the interdiction of three officers facing parliamentary inquiry. According to the police, the interdiction of COP, Alex Mensah, uh, also Superintendent Emmanuel Eric Jibi, and Superintendent Asai is to pave way for further investigations into their conduct per standard practice. But lawyer for Alex Mensa, COP Alex Mensa, Kweku Owuswajiman, who described the interdiction as a surprise, said his clients will make it through the hard times. We can confirm that he's been interdicted. Um, he was served a letter of interdiction yesterday in the evening. So um, we've just been served with a copy of his lawyers and we are looking at it for him. Well, the, according to the letter of interdiction, it's in respect of the parliamentary select committee's work on the leaked tape. But before this interdiction, was uh, any form of invitation extended to you by the Ghana Police Service? Not at all. That's quite surprising to us, actually. Um, it was sent to a junior officer to um, my client. So that's how we were, we were served. What do you make of it uh, at this initial stage? Well, it's, it's early days yet. In a few hours, you hear from us on um, our approach to this interdiction. Um, we are meeting our client today and strategize on the way forward. So we will also um, react to the, 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 the interdiction. So how does your client feel about this? He's fine. He's, he's, he's not in the service. Uh, he's been on leave um, to his retirement for about four months now. So um, he's fine. He's, he's, he's so convinced that he can go through this um, phase of his life clearly. Well, we can also hear from um, lawyer for Superintendent George Asari, Alfred Papadakwa. He believes the interdiction is not only surprising, but contemptuous of the parliamentary proceedings into the leak tape. We got wind of it last night. He has not been given any documents su suggesting that he's been interdicted. What I can say is that we have seen it on social media uh, by the police, a publication by the police indicating that he's been interdicted. But as we speak, he's not been given any document confirming things. It's quite surprising. You know, uh, Parliament is conducting investigation into the leak tape. Um, usually when witnesses appear before Parliament, they are uh, immune from any action, whatever that they say. But for the police administration to use the same Parliament as a reason for their interdiction, uh, it's, it's a bit problematic. Some may even argue that it could even be contentious, uh, contempt of parliament, you know. But Director of Faculty Affairs and Research at the Kofianan International Peacekeeping Training Center, Professor Kwisiening says the IGP's action is justified, insisting it will give the interdicted officers an opportunity to prove their claims. 
Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The IGP, following the rule of law and the procedures established in which Parliament then says, look, this is something that is quite serious, so we need to do something about it, could not have averted nor stepped in in the earlier stages. But he's given them time. They've listened. Um, people have said what they have to say. And I think it's made the point. And don't forget that Mensa is just on the verge of leaving the service. Okay. So he needs to step in and say, look, whatever evidence you've got, whatever you've said, let's use the procedures that you yourself have been part of in developing it to see the extent to which you can justify your statements and to put some proof on, on the table. There's nothing contradictory in that at all. Uh, conflicts of interest. And I'll come to you, uh, Adib Sani, shortly. But, uh, Prof, one more issue, the conflicts of uh, interest um, accusations. The fact that this is the same IGP who has been accused of being a party to um, all of these happenings. In fact, some claim, and we've heard that from TOP Alexander, that the tape was allegedly doctored by the IGP himself. Uh, and yet the IGP... Well, he should provide proof. Yeah, but, but yet, yet you have the IGP sitting on a police council or a police board that is taking this same decision to interdict an officer, accusing him. Conflict of interest? Look, look, no. I am the director of my academic program at the KIP. See, if a student that I catch for plagiarism then says, oh, Kwesemi doesn't like me, that's why he has caught me for plagiarism. I will institute a board that will try to prove that the student has either plagiarized or not. It is not a contradiction in terms at all, because I have a business and an institution to run. It has credibility that must be protected. So, let's Mensa and his cohorts appear before the disciplinary board. If they think the actions by the IGP are contradictory, let them prove it. Well, we can also hear from former Director General of the Police Criminal Investigations Department, COP retired Bright Odro. He describes the action as premature. The matter has about seven days for school board and the service defense, right? Already he's on leave and retired. Um, as I said, I don't know whether it's the IGP or it is the police council that has instructed the IGP to interdict uh, the officer. It is coming from the IGP. And I think, in my opinion, I think it is premature. We should have allowed this investigation to continue, and then we see the outcome. And then, of course, if the officers had misconducted themselves somehow, then we would have uh, 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 called for service inquiry, asked for service inquiry to be conducted into their conduct. Where I think I don't see any criminality in what they did. Uh, what one can allude to. Is that probably they conducted themselves, but even then, it is probably after the investigation. Allegations have been made about the police administration, in particular about the IGP, which are being looked into. If these allegations are true, there will be no chance of interdicting them. So, so, sorry, by interdicting them. So, I would have preferred that uh, we conclude in them. And then the police administration took a different line of action. He retired on the 16th of this month. And uh, the, this is the, uh, what do you call it, the discussion and conversation took place while he was still in the Senate. Only does not mean that you are retired. And so they have taken that action, they have predicted him because they knew or they know that he is still an active officer. 
That's COP a retired Bright Odro. Now, Ghana has presented the ratified instrument of the African Union Convention on Cross-Border Cooperation to the AU Commission at a ceremony at the headquarters at Addis Ababa in Ethiopia. The African Union has over the years promoted cross-border cooperation as part of efforts aimed at achieving an integrated continent where borders will serve as the bridges for uh, peace, growth and development. We can hear from the National Coordinator of the National Boundary Commission, Major General Imano. We want to lead an advocacy in Africa, not only for countries to ratify the convention, but for us to ensure that the convention itself, the, the, the letter and spirit of the convention is applied to all countries. We have got a, an act that establishes our and gives us a lot of powers. So for instance, we can go to a border, it's probably a border boundary with our counterparts. When we get there, there could be a dispute. Once the dispute, we're able, the two boundary communities are able to settle the dispute, we can announce to the whole world that we have settled it and this is where the line is. That's Major General Emmanuel Kotia, my colleague Maxwell Ababo of our security desk, has reported extensively on activities of the Ghana Boundary Commission. He joins me in studio. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. With some details. So based on the joint activities between neighboring countries, we know that the convention will facilitate the development of boundaries and to ease free movement of persons and goods along common borders. Tell us more. Yet, MFAD, so we're told that um, the objectives um, for this Niamey Convention will include the promotion of cross-border cooperation at local, sub-regional, and um, regional levels, mm. um, to the facilitation of delimitation, demarcation, and reaffirmation of um, boundaries in conformity with agreed mechanisms, um, the facilitation of the peaceful resolution of boundary disputes, um, the promotion of peace and stability through conflict prevention and continental integration, and then the transformation of border areas into catalysts for growth, socioeconomic, and political integration of the okay. continent. Mm. And Ghana stands to benefit from the Niamey Convention? Yes. Yes. MFA. So we are told that the convention provides a legal framework for the development and implementation of cross-border initiatives. These initiatives will provide mutually beneficial projects, infrastructure, and facilities for border communities across Ghana and its neighbors. The convention also formalizes cooperation between Ghana and other stakeholders, as well as institutionalized cross-border cooperation through a continented 
through a continent accepted framework. Additionally, there are economic implications, we are told, for the government of Ghana in, right, in ratifying the African Union Convention on Cross Border. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, that's Maxwell Agbagba of our security that's giving us details on this particular Niami Convention. We've been hearing also earlier from Major General Emmanuel Kotia. It's a special edition of Newsnight here on Joy 99.7 FM after Ghana beats the Central African Republic two goals to one. Let's do business uh, with George Riafe um, giving us the, the very latest. We are squeezing it in, sharing yeah, yeah. And then we'll be looking forward to the, 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 the business of football in Kumasi, mm -hmm. you know, and how this could impact on sales, the food, the chop bar business, and even excitement for the weekend yeah. when it comes to partying. <laughs> Well, MFR coming up in business, the co-op member country still struggling to meet the basic criteria for introducing the eco ahead of the 2026 deadline. And government finally issued certificate for all investors that participated in the last round of the domestic debt exchange program, paving way for settlement of papers for all these investors. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Kingdom books and stationery, syntax tanks, and the Pepsodent charcoal and herbal. Let's now settle for the details. ECOWAS members are still struggling to meet all the basic criteria needed for the introduction of the ECO by 2027. Now, this came at a review meeting in Accra by all the central bank governors and finance ministers in the West African region. There is more in this report. Director General of the West African Monetary Agency, Mumudu Bambasa, who in this address maintained that, based on the convention standards, all the member countries must meet the basic four primary criteria in 2026 before the ECO can be introduced in 2027. But he maintained in 2022, only two countries, Guinea and Liberia, met the criteria, which he described as not good enough. Mr. Sao added that despite these challenges, he's optimistic that all member states will be able to meet the target by 2026 to aid the introduction of the single common currency. The finance ministers and central bank governors of ECOWAS are meeting in Accra to track the progress of the meet convergence criteria and maybe ensure that this time around they can meet the target. And that is a business deck report. Now, government has finally issued certificate for all investors that participated in the second round of the domestic debt exchange program. This will pave way for government to pay all these investors that participated in the domestic dollar bond, cocoa bills, and the alternate pension funds exchange program. This was contained in a statement issued by the finance ministry. Government has also announced that based on the new terms and that this deal bonds will be said to have issued in February this year. Now, economic Professor Peter Kote is urging government to use tomorrow's price review to incentivize cocoa farmers. Cocoa Board is expected to announce a new cocoa price for the next crop season, but even before the announcement, farmers are pushing for over 90% hike. Professor Kote says government should be guided by a price that could also help check smuggling. You look at the world price of cocoa, you look at how much um, you're able to um, pay, and then also having met out the cost of um, operations and give us something uh, decent. But we shouldn't give uh, or announce a price that will rather make it run at a loss. Currently, we are running the tight budget, and I don't think it's a time to pay prices above what is available. But having said that, I think we should also announce prices that uh, would encourage farmers to produce, to announce. A price that will 
minimize the incentive to smugglers to go to neighboring countries. Well, farmers have said that 72% hike in the prices is what will make them comfortable. You think this is realistic enough? Uh, I don't think that it's achievable. Um, perhaps we should look at something within uh, 40, uh, 30 to 40%. And that is economist uh, Professor Peter Cote and NFA tonight on the PM Express Business Edition. We're talking about the banks and how has this domestic deletion program impacted on the operations. Mm -hmm. Government is claiming that they have ended this program. So what is the outlook for the commercial banks going forward? I'll be engaging the chief executive of the Ghana Association of Banks. Mm -hmm. That is John Iwa at mm -hmm. 9 p.m. on all our social media platforms. So make a date and see what he's going to tell us going forward for the banking sector. Always a delight um, to listen to John Iwa. And it will be repeated um, yeah. tomorrow on the yeah. Joy News Channel also at 11. Don't miss it this evening at 9 p.m. on the Joy News Channel. George said it. It's also on all our social media platforms. We're on DSTV. It's 421. Go TV is 125. And uh, this is how we'll be wrapping up um, shortly here uh, on Newsnight, um, our bridged version uh, for today. And Ghana has qualified um, for the Akon 10 times in a row. We only missed it once, and this is a big deal for us as a country. But we see how preparations will go um, towards this particular one. But let me bring this in. Several shops have been removed and accidents evacuated to make way for the Swami interchange project in Kumasi. Affected artisans and traders, however, want the government to keep it uh, to keep to its promise uh, of actually completing this particular project. Nana Buache Gankwa Yadom has more. After several months of setbacks, traders supplying all road networks leading to the Swami runabout have been evacuated. The exercise is to pave way for the construction of the long-awaited Swami interchange project. Some affected artisans say their compliance with the eviction directive must be reciprocated by the government's fulfillment of completing the project on schedule. <laughs> I can't see any interchange here. Did the government evict us because we threw water on a Sechemen Sabonsu? Well, if we do not see the commencement of the project anytime soon, we will come back to make sales. They have not done anything. Everything they say is a lie. We are giving them up to a month. We must see them working. The interchange would help us, but I don't trust them. They can't complete it by the scheduled time. They will abandon it for the next government. Please do it for us, because people have lost their jobs due to the eviction. It would be a disgrace if we don't complete the project. We want progress, so we support this project. We have never opposed it, but we are pleading with the government to fast-track its construction. And from Kumasi, that's how we end uh, today's edition of Newsnight, rather um, short version of Newsnight today. But of course, we are in a happy mode um, today uh, because Ghana has qualified to next year's AFCON 10 times in a row and um, just missing one um, in 2004, I guess. And um, we've been beating a Central African Republic in the last um, one hour or so, uh, two goals to one. And I must say, we sincerely also apologize. We'll not be able to bring you the live conversation with Osaberima and Satasraku. Chief of Manfi and Chidomhene of Ethiopian traditional area as earlier 
advertised due to circumstances beyond our control. We'll then communicate a later date for the interview in due course. However, we'll play back another interesting conversation we had with Nana Ekuya Owusu, founder of Our World 2, after the sports of commercial breaks. I am Memefa Apau. There's more when you log on to myjoyonline.com. Please do stay with us here on Joy 99.7 FM. If home is where the heart is, then let's go home, shall we? Let's go where the entertainment is. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.